was not here, hey, here we go. Glory to God. Some of my favorite, we were in, in the uh, restroom. She said, what kind of doctor? I said, a veterinarian. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> what do I do with this cat? <laughs> so that's some of our uh, favorite when I was uh, vetting. Well, I mean, you're veterinarying. <laughs> uh, I wrote some of my favorite stories that I have used often in ministry because everything in this natural realm is a parable of a spiritual truth. And so uh, I'm not going to get there. No, Lord, we can't go there. We've got so many things to do. But we'll read the book, and, uh, and I'll send more. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't want to. And I've got a couple of, uh, if there's a couple of people that um, were not here last time I was here and ministered or are new to the church, then uh, I'm just going to, I want to sow these soul salvation ministry. You weren't here? Okay. Praise the Lord. Huh? And you can, huh? You got it? Okay. Amen. And you can pass these around, you know. They're not 500-page books, understand? <laughs> but there's some really vitally important minute. Well, here, then you can read it and give it to her. <laughs> Is that okay? We're sharing. Amen. Okay. Because we're all family. Yeah, well, yeah, we can call uh, the number there at the church and order some of these books. And, and I, was, uh, <clears throat> I have a Soul Salvation Ministries website, and there should be on there. I haven't checked lately. <laughs> but <clears throat> moving right along, thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. We thank you for utterance that you're here. And every hindering spirit is bound out of our lives. In Jesus' name, that the emotional response to old memories are dissolved. That the express image of Jesus Christ that you have placed in every one of your believers, having expression in this natural realm. And with the inheritance that you've given us and, and reserved in heavenly places where the defeated devil cannot touch it. It is manifest to bankrupt every demonic system in this world. And you said that the promise to Abraham is that he would be heir of the world. And we are the seed of Abraham. The Isaac. <laughs> That has entered into the rest where you, Father, can work in the name of Jesus. We thank you for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to perceive what you would speak to us individually and corporately in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. So I want to just review very briefly <clears throat> some things that we went over last night. And one of the main things is uh, understanding the dispensation of grace that has been given 
to your pastors, okay? And that they are carrying the ark of his presence. Look, it's not their fault. They didn't choose it. Jesus said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. See, well, why does he? Because from the foundation of the world, God has a plan to bankrupt the devil. (laughs) And everybody's got to be in the position that they were ordained for from before the foundation of the world. And it doesn't have anything to do with what you're good at. What God has assigned me to do in the natural, I ain't good at it. (laughs) Standing up and talking before a bunch of folk, are you kidding me? (laughs) Look, just put me with the animals, you know. (laughs) And they don't argue, right? They might get a little feisty sometimes, but... We can handle that. But see, that's not what I was called to do. That was what I was good at. <clears throat> I have to access grace. God's ability to do what he's called me to do. So that he gets all the glory. Because we can't carry his glory except through him. Amen? Amen. So all the praise, honor, and glory goes to God. (laughs) Because we know we didn't figure this out. And we cast all the care on Him. And Robert's working this morning. He apologized, told me he's going to be listening. So, (laughs) And he got the pen, right? (laughs) So he's casting the care on the Lord. Amen. 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 So, and we read through uh, the uh, chapter in, in Joshua, in chapter 3, and we saw how the priest carrying the presence, see, had to step in to the, the waters, the Jordan, that was overflowing. It was in flood season. But they, by faith had to step into it because they were carrying the presence and operating in a grace, a dispensation, a a grace that was dispensed from heaven for that particular uh, assignment. Okay? And they bear it for your sake. So when, and if you ask them now, how was that that you got debt free? Half a million dollars debt free, and we know it was less than five years. We haven't figured out exactly how long, but we won't figure it out. We'll acknowledge God in other ways, and He'll figure it out. And if you say, Now, how was that? What did you do? Well, they, they did what God told them to do, right? And in actions of faith, but actually to put pen and paper with it, and, and you can't. can't Because I really don't know how suddenly, it just supernaturally, some things were dissolved. When, uh, how many of you know, when your kids are raised in faith and 
and understanding the goodness of God. Nothing's impossible with, uh, with, uh, with God. Uh, they always choose the best. You know, they don't want just, uh, you know, <clears throat> secondhand. So when our uh, younger son was, uh, he was, uh, he, he worked with Legos since he was two, I think. I mean, just likes putting things together, and he's very kinesthetic. You know, he likes to work a lot of uh, with his hands and figure things out. And you know, not a, not as good. It, it took him a little while to step on, over into being able to read. Uh, <clears throat> the, our um, uh, elder son uh, learned to read like that. I mean, five years old, he's reading fluently. But the the second one, he was eight before he could really read fluent. So, you know, don't let them put your kids in special ed. <clears throat> Every one of our children is precious and unique. And they develop at their own pace. Amen. And our children are of, uh, have their sound mind, quick understanding, and they have the mind of Christ. Amen, and with faith and patience. But he, uh, boy, he just would take things and just take it apart because he'd got to see how this works and how it's put together, you know. And he's got to, uh, and so when he was, he really had in his heart, he wanted to be an engineer. He's good at math. And so he's looking at, at, at schools he picks out a private engineering school <laughs> that is only engineering. Yes. Now, they do the basics for the first couple of years, but this is flat out every person that goes to this school is an engineer. We don't do anything else. And they all think that way. <laughs> and they and every discipline, the uh, chemical engineering, the uh, electrical engineering, civic engineering, uh, mechanical engineering, you know, all computer engineering, all these. This school was at the top, ranked number one for an undergraduate um, engineering school and 15 uh, are y'all familiar with SATs ACTs things like that I think it was they uh, there were 15 uh, there were 15 kids in his class that scored a perfect score on their entrance exams this is our, our the way our kids think well yeah sure I can go there God has put it in my heart Amen. And so it's a little more expensive. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we didn't have the substance, but we had the faith. All you need is faith in God. And so, uh, uh, you know, Apostle Derber's our pastor dad. And he's taking an offering for something. Suddenly, 
they, they, they were a little bit, well, I don't want to say short, but that's how it was, a little short of the goal, see? And there was kind of silence there because God was doing something. God's preparing something. And I said, family, we're finishers. Now, this is back years ago. Back almost, what, 20 years ago. We're finishers. And we committed and we finished that offering because God was going to finish Matthew's schooling. He was going to graduate debt free. See that? You got a room full of finishers in this place. We gave in to the offering when he first started taking the offering, right? Obeying God. But it still didn't quite come up, and nobody was saying anything. Why? Because God was preparing us to finish that so he could finish Matthew's school for him, and he would graduate debt-free. Do you think God fell short? No. Do you think he had to, you know, $20,000 worth of 50000 whatever? No. It was finished, and we cannot, just like uh, Pastor Jonathan Kim, they cannot tell you exactly how this happened. It just, it just went. <laughs> it, and at the end, we're going, we look back and say, how did that happen? <laughs> Glory to God. God did it. And he's going to do it for you. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but you see, they had the, God said, okay, put the priests with the presence out there where everybody can see. Because it had, so in that large a crowd, they had to put that ark about, you know, half a mile. God said exactly how far. 2,000 cubits, which is a little over 1,000 yard, or yards or something like that, right? And <clears throat> so that everybody can see and follow and keep their eyes single because we're on assignment. Yes, right, right, right. Okay? And so when uh, they went through this thing, they, uh, their, Pastor Kim gave the testimony, and I was so impressed at how... The, the main battle's not physical. It's in the mind. It's in the soul. And attacks of thoughts. And what are we going to do here? And how's this going to... Plus, they're pumping chemicals here, see. And the atmosphere. But see, when we pray, we can control that atmosphere. All right? But she was accessing a grace for her soul to keep her soul on top of it. Knowing that God is with me, I will not fail. See? <clears throat> Excuse me. And there were three things she said you to do. When she came and gave that testimony, God gave her three things. And because we're on assignment and they're stepping in, she stepped in, they stepped into that uh, Jordan when it was at flood season. <laughs> Trying to, we try to take them out, (laughs) 
just go on down the river with all the rest of the dead fish. Amen. Takes a lively fish to <laughs> swim upstream. <clears throat> but stepped in, accepted their assignment. Now, I'm not saying it was an assignment to go to the hospital, that attack. No, I'm saying previous. They accepted their assignment that's on this church. If they were in another church somewhere else, you know, in Tennessee or somewhere, it would have been a different assignment. But the assignment's on this church, see? There's a portal coming up. Uh, you know how at the time of, uh, of Noah, the flood, the windows of heaven were open. All right? How are the windows of heaven open for us? Through our tithe. Okay? But it also says that the knowledge that the, um, the, uh, the fountains of the deep were opened up. And that crust represents the soul of this um, earth. But underneath, there's a spiritual gusher in this place that's going to connect with the open heavens above and a flood like Noah's flood, except it's spiritual instead of physical, wiping things out. No, this is restoring everything from before the flood, before Adam and Eve sinned, before, hallelujah, and even better because now it's the new heaven and new earth and we are the first fruits of that new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creation. New creation. We're in this world, but we're not of What are we of? We're of the new creation, the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is here. Pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. So, it's important for you to understand how vitally it is important it is for you to come to church to gather in a corporate. And we're going to get into this more in the morning, okay? But little's leaking out. <laughs> to be excited. And see, you don't have to feel excited. Matter of fact, it's better if you don't feel excited. Because in that, it's pure faith. Glory to God. We're going to meet with God. Hallelujah. He's going to speak into, impart something into me. Glory to God. I'm prospering and in health today. <clears throat> Amen. Notice when uh, uh, Pastor Jonathan gets up and he's open in the service, right? And he, he gets that portal by praising and worshiping, connecting in his heart. That portal's opened up in his soul. And now here it comes. A flood of, you know, you get two or three sermons in that right there. <laughs> it's okay. That the, that's the express image of Jesus Christ coming up and coming out. And then here's a word of knowledge. Here's, you mean God will, if you'll get in that flood with him, see, then you'll hear from heaven before you hear from heaven. <laughs> Because we're on every one of you. Every one of us must accept the assignment. See? And God's put his heart for this 
particular geographic position in Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Kim's heart. And when he's just opening the service, the praise, see, opens up that portal in the soul world. And now here comes the express image of Jesus Christ, full of the word. He doesn't plan when he's going to pray or say. or it, it just comes out as a gusher, see. And then you, you actually can sense that happening in here for us to be prepared. And then if some kind of sleepiness or something kind of thing try to, try to sneak in, try to slither in to block Slumber, grief, um, uh, lack, they're all the same devil. And it tries to come in and block your, your heart from receiving. You can get it. Oh, that was a good word. That was really good. Oh, we had church today. What did, what, what, what did God say? Well, I'm not real sure exactly. Uh, <clears throat> you know, that spirit trying to come in, get you focus a smoke screen with what happened yesterday and how are you going to do tomorrow and what's going to come next week and see and then suddenly you miss what God the very thing that God was going to impart into your life to break you out into the wealthy place so we coming in this place determined I single Focused on the assignment to manifest the supernatural supply system of the inheritance that's reserved in heaven for us. Woo! Hallelujah! Is that too much? Are we on there? We on it? Okay. All right. Now, watch this. So, see how important it is? You say, well, Pastor, I really don't know, you know, what I'm supposed to do. What I'm go- well, ask them. <laughs> there are every person in this church ought to at least volunteer for children's ministry at one point. <laughs> and they'll tell you, no, you're not called. <laughs> but that's okay, right? And you might be hoping you're not called. But they said, glory to God, you were just praying about that. Why? So you have to access grace to do something you don't think you're called to do. But I'm telling you, you access that grace and you get the joy going when you don't feel like getting it going. And you'll have some kids that are going to be excited about you (laughs) let the children come to me well why don't you just get in there with the children that are coming to him for such is of the kingdom of God amen just a little uh, advertisement there on the side (laughs) you get so many people want to sign up for the children's ministry you just Man, we got to have shift here, you know, three months on, three months off, whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's go on over to Ephesians in chapter 3 and, and see this in the Word. <clears throat> and uh, we started early, so we can uh, have a little extra time. Is that right? Am I right about it? 
in Ephesians, but I'm so uh, full of the assignment on this ministry and that every person in this place gets it, okay? Because there's not one person that isn't vitally important That's right. for That's you right. to be in this connection, That's right. see? <clears throat> Let's see. Ephesians in chapter 3 and verse 1, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace, <clears throat> the dispensing of that grace of God, which was given to Paul, but we can say to Pastor Jonathan and Kim, okay, right? For you, or to you, word. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote before. And he goes on and talks about whereby when you read, you may have understanding. We read with an attitude of understanding what we're reading. And it's always, remember, and we'll go there again, the two things... Everything you read in Paul's writings, in his sermons, is about express image of God, who you are in Christ, and the inheritance that's of that express image. See? You got that? And so, uh, the mystery. And he says, uh, which in other ages was not made known. Things are being made known to us that were not known in other ages. generations, dispensations. And it says, let's go on down to um, verse 10. Oh, well, we are going to get into this more tomorrow, but verse 9. And to make all men see what's happening in your midst and in your eyes personally and corporally all men are going to see it. Because the care is in his hand. And we're in the rest. And Robert took the pen with him, so you know. <laughs> it's an eternal wrath, right? I mean, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Now watch this. The fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God bankrupting the devil. Devils and angels are watching what you say. And what's coming out of us is the express image of Jesus Christ and the wisdom of God that we even say what our souls haven't understood yet, but it's catching up. It's catching up. Isn't this hilarious? You got to know that Isaac, the name Isaac means laughter, okay? So when Abraham and Sarah finally got to where they were laughing, 
<laughs> about what God was going to do. They entered into the rest, and God did it. <laughs> God went to work. Amen. Okay. Uh, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ, our Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by, faith of, by the faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you. See, they can say this. Don't you faint at the tribulation that they have been going through, see, because it says right here, for you, let's see, which is your glory. And this for this cause, I, Pastor John and Pastor Kim, bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family. So we're going for something huge that's corporate and doing our part. It's big. Bigger than you can ever figure out anything. If you can figure it out, you know that's not how God's going to do it. Because God's bigger than your little... Amen. Amen. Let's go to Colossians. I just want to stay in this vein just a minute because you, got, you are a hold of this. You got a hold of this and you're getting hold of it. But look what he says over here in Colossians in chapter 2. Flow, flow, flow. <laughs> to whom, let me just start with verse 27 of chapter 1. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery. Among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Christ in you and the inheritance. See? The anointed one and his anointing for manifesting this inheritance. All right? <clears throat> Whereunto I also labor, striving to, uh, according to his working, which works in me mightily. And I'm going to add this because we just read about this. For you. Okay, we good? Verse two, chapter 2, verse 1. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and all as many as not seen my face on, online, <clears throat> that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love and all the riches of the full assurance of understanding. And remember, he is the motivation where he's coming from is the express image and the express image's inheritance. The new creation and the new creation inheritance. See? And so that's what all we're coming from because when we get together. That's where God can do exceeding abundantly above all everything we can imagine and think or whatever. Yeah. You understand. Different translations, right? Okay? So are we in this thing? And it has everything to do with the soul. Go to Acts and chapter. Oh, Philippians. Can we? Did we do Philippians? No. Okay. And remember, he, he prays here, even as it, verse, uh, uh, verse 7 of chapter 1, even as it is might for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, 
inasmuch as both in my bonds and defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are what? You are what? Partakers of my grace. And that grace was a dispensation from heaven that flows through the priests that have the ark. See? How God has ordained this so that when God sends you on assignment, even in the uh, uh, workplace where maybe God sent you in there, and there's nothing but heathen there. Amen. I don't know if I can say this very much longer. They just talk so ugly to me and all that. (laughs) Talk good to them. Just believe you receive that whole office. Born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're going in there. And I used to do this when I was veterinarian. (laughs) A ministry anointing, come on me, for these animals and all the people. I'm not getting into those stories. Got to read the book. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're having a good day today. I go up to the reception. I says, what you got for me today? Glory to God. We're opening blind eyes, open deaf ears, lame are walking. Hallelujah. And they're going, it's Dr. Smither again. (laughs) But they loved it. Hallelujah. All right. Partakers of my grace, verse 29. For unto you it's given in behalf of the anointed one and his anointing, not only to uh, believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Uh There may be some pressure, but there's grace because we got to go through the straight gate, hallelujah, and break out this portal in the soul world, the defeated devil trying to set up uh, things in the soul world and act like it's all spiritual. It's not spiritual. Devil has nothing but carnal weapons. He cannot operate in No. Uh uh-uh. No, he can't go there. He said, What are they talking about? And that's why he tells you how stupid that sounds, is because he can't understand it. <laughs> because it sounds stupid to him. <laughs> Amen. But he's coming to not zero. Glory to God. Bankrupt. And so uh, having, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me. But you got to keep your soul in the light because there's a grace for it. There's a grace. Okay. Now let's go on back over to Acts and get a uh, running start in this. Okay. Are y'all still good, or you, you need to take a break or anything, or, huh? <clears throat> Acts 26, is that where we are? Yeah. Okay, we're going right back to Paul's commission. And as soon as he fell to the ground... This light from heaven and Jesus appeared. He gave him two things to minister. So every letter, every sermon, it's, I like this term, where he's coming from. See? What's in his heart 
even on uh, talking about bearing with one another in love and keeping the unity of the Spirit. Why? Because there's an inheritance that we have to manifest to bankrupt the devil. And this is how we're going to do it in this corporate way. We can't let uh, any kind of uh, smoke screens that would allow the devil to come in through the soul to put tourniquets on this ministry. Because this represents not your personal life only. But there's a spirit, soul, and body in this ministry. Right? And so if somebody's having a little trouble with their soul, you just go up and edify them and string. And what are you going to do? You're going to talk to them about new creation that they are. That they're forgiven. And the inheritance, and we're going for it. Glory to God. Let's break through this together. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't just kind of go, well, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. Well, you know, there are some situations. <laughs> but for the most part, you just, in the name of Jesus, you'd go maybe go in the restroom and go, in Jesus' name, bind you devil from hell. Get off of her now. In Jesus' name, you have no place. We give you no place. She belongs to this body and she's free. Glory to God. you looking good today. Hey, I was going to thinking about, hey, uh, after church, uh, let's go over here uh, to uh, Coles or somewhere. Or, you know, there's a lot of people like TJ Maxx or something. Let's go get you something nice. That's for the, that's for the girl, girls, right? <laughs> the guys got something else they want. They want new shoes or something. I don't know. Amen. Okay. Point is, the gift. Oh, I I learned this lately, just this last Christmas. When you give according to what God is showing you to do, let me ask you, who's giving that? God is giving that to that person. So the gift is making room for God. And don't you take credit for it. See, because you want this gift to make room for God in their lives. That's why that's so effective when somebody is, you know, going through. They're going through, see, destroying some of those uh, emotional responses. It's just really awesome what a gift can do. Amen. So, let's go on over here. And we're looking at this Acts right here. Verse 18. So, Jesus uh, Jesus told Paul, who was Saul at the time, Open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. By preaching, because they're going to receive what you're preaching. To preach to them, look. Your sins are forgiven. Receive it. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And he's going to do something really good. He wants so much to do something really powerful in your life. But he's got to get you flowing with him instead of the world 
Some people you got to say, instead of the devil. <laughs> See? Got it? But now watch what else he says here. <clears throat> forgiveness, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. They can only receive it if you tell them about it. And, what? An inheritance. An inheritance. This was huge to a Jewish mindset talking to Gentiles that they have an inheritance from God. From God. Okay? But now watch what else he says. An inheritance among those or them which are what? By faith that is in me. Hmm. We better know what that word sanctified means. I have a feeling Pastor Jonathan knows what sanctified means. Huh? It's the verb form of holy, holiness. Sanctified is made holy by faith. Okay. So we can't really talk about holiness without talking about Manifesting and receiving our inheritance that's in Christ. And it has everything to do with the making holy of the soul. You are born again of God. Sons and daughters of God. You are created... After God, in his, his own image, in righteousness and true holiness. That's you. And when the righteousness of God has expression in this natural realm, is holiness. Righteousness is right standing before God. Holiness is right living. You're not right living till you're getting in his inheritance that he's reserved in heaven for you. The soul. The soul being made holy by what God says who you are and your inheritance that you have. There's the Holy Ghost right there. Why? Because this is yours. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Say, but I don't know if I can do Forget it. No, no. The pen. Give the pen. Robert's got the pen. Okay? No. God's got the care of this thing. You seek him and his righteousness and all these, all, all that. <clears throat> Inheritance is added to you. You keep, you keep this Acts 26, 18 in front of you. You know, every day just open up and read that. <clears throat> and God will give you more, you know, deeper 
understanding, revelation. Let's go to 1 Peter. We're going to just do a real quick review of what we did last night, and then we'll get into tonight's message. Y'all aren't in a hurry. Okay. <laughs> so 1 Peter, in chapter, um, <clears throat> you could go to last night's notes, right? <laughs> okay. And I can't spend a lot of time in this, but you read that whole first chapter of 1 Peter, knowing that Peter is the one that said, and what, what uh, in, in 2 Peter, he said things that Paul's um, ministering and relating, a lot of people, you know, it's hard to understand. And a lot of people have twisted it uh, to their own destruction. But he got a hold of what, when Peter took it, when Paul reproved him in front of the whole, uh, I believe it was Antioch church, Peter humbled himself under that instruction and that correction. And as a result, he got a revelation. In, and you read First Peter and you're thinking, now wait a minute, did Paul write this? Because it's all about image and, and uh, you know, the new creation and the new creation inheritance. Manifesting this inheritance that's reserved in heaven for you. You're begotten to a lively hope. A lively hope. A hope that's alive has to be spiritual. It can't be natural. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ unto an inheritance reserved, you know, un incorruptible, undefiled, reserved in heaven for, say, but for me. For me. For me individually, for us Corporately. Whenever some kind of negative thought comes in your mind, you say, glory to God. The devil's after this person or that person, you know. Because he'll come in and try to divide the church, see. You say, glory to God, my inheritance is coming to me today because we are. It's because if they're saying that about you, then I'm talking about devils. Devils speaking to your head about somebody else. Well, he's talking in their head about you. <laughs> Caught him. Caught him. <laughs> if the thief be caught... <laughs> he got paid back all the substance of his house. So you just about get your substance. Time for you to get your substance. See? Amen? Man, you, you keep doing that and laughing at the devil. And he, he won't have anything else. <laughs> you already bankrupted him. Because <laughs> he got to give it up. <laughs> give it up. <laughs> okay. So, 1 Peter, and would, real quickly, I'm telling you that. Well, brother. Okay. So, a lively hope to an inheritance, undefiled, reserved in heaven for you, kept by the power of God, the mercy, through faith unto salvation uh, to be revealed in the last time. So, there's a soul salvation that's going to be released in the body of Christ that you are... Uh, the first fruits. Yes. You're going to go through the gates for the body of Christ. Yes. 
Now, I know there's other ministries and other things. We're doing this in, uh, in uh, Faith Victory Church in Frankfurt and, and all around. But, see, we got to pay attention to what God has assigned us. Okay? Amen. Amen. And so uh, there's a salvation, and we're not talking about born again. He's not writing these letters to people that are not born again. So every time you see salvation, you got to think so. Now, it includes being born again, but it's primarily talking about the, the saving of the soul out of darkness into the life and peace realm where the defeated devil cannot touch you or your inheritance that's manifesting in your life. Okay? And that's why he says in, in verse 6, wherein we rejoice. You know what that word is? Galiao. Rejoice that now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Where is that? That's going through the straight gate. But you know what? If need be. In other words, if you will, you know, right now, Start putting off the old man from the soul by, by disarming, disarming those, uh, emotional, those uh, emotional responses of old memories. And you go after it even though you, 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 you shut it off in a closet somewhere and you don't want to open that door. Open it up and clean the closet. Because there is an inheritance waiting on you. Because you can beat it. The love, joy, peace, it's spiritual. And who you are spiritual is much stronger than the soulish, natural, carnal emotions. Those carnal emotions may feel almost to the point of where it's just making... You have feelings of being, you might be sick on it. No, in the name of Jesus. You start praising God. I reckon myself dead of that. That's not me. I'm dead of that. Woo, that's the previous resident. Right. Right. <clears throat> Mm-mm. Because I am already delivered. I'm recreated. Of the new heaven and new earth. Now I am recreating my soul through what Jesus has provided in his death, burial, and resurrection. See that? You can conquer that. You can dry up those emotional responses. Because those things are what the devil's been using to put a tourniquet. See? To draw life out of you. <clears throat> to kill babies. To shut down God from being in our schools. To um, uh, open up uh, open borders where anybody can come in and do whatever. And the, Are you kidding me? I'm going after that. See, and these are strongholds from old memories that may have nothing to do with any of that other stuff I named. See, but it's still giving strength to the defeated devil. That's how he strengthens himself is through emotional responses of old memory. 
Because he has no other. He's been spoiled, stripped, made a show of openly, triumphed over. See? So where is he getting his power or strength or deception? But through these tourniquets, he, he just goes in and puts some thoughts, videos, Tries to stir up an old memory, gets you to crying or gets you to laughing over something that's not right. We're talking about holiness and your holiness uh, inheritance. See? Occupying your soul. Did you say... He said, uh, with your patience, possess, recreate. Do you know even the brain will recreate? Uh, memories will be uh, uh, changed and, and eaten up and, and, and then new ones will be. You can grow your brain at will. With this. So you are literally, Jesus has, the Holy Spirit came in, recreated you in the image of Jesus Christ. And he's given you all the gifts, all the empowerment, all of his word, everything to recreate your soul in that image. To, To dissolve and to build up. Supernatural strongholds with good emotional responses. <laughs> like love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Is that awesome? And it will literally change your physical body as well. It will. We, we cannot go there, okay? Because we got some other good things to do here. Okay. Okay. And then we went to Ephesians. And I'm just going to skim through this. Because in Ephesians chapter um, uh, chapter 1, in verse 13 and 14, is where we found out that the Holy Ghost, right? Verse 13 and 14, he says... In the last part of 13, you were sealed with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit of promise. What's the promise? Inheritance. Which is the earnest or the guarantee of your inheritance, supernatural inheritance we just saw in 1 Peter. Okay? It's reserved where you are seated. Okay? Unto redemption of the purchased possession to... uh, Unto the praise of his glory. Okay? Okay, we went over to, uh, and you all read 1 Corinthians 2 last night before you went to bed. And was that rich? Did you see in verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the what? The inheritance. The inheritance. See, that's why you can't guess, because you never, nobody ever saw what God's got in store for you. 
If he shows you something and you got word on it and confess, he's going to create it for you. God's still creating. You know, he's still creating. He's still creating. Do you know when he said, light be, you know this universe is still expanding at 186,000 miles per second? That's your father. <laughs> you having trouble with the light bill? You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey. <laughs> light be. All right. But he said, and then he went on to say, Now we have received not the spirit of, of the world, verse 12, verse 12, but the spirit which is of God that we might know. Okay, I see that. Okay. Go over here, do this, say, you're praying out your inheritance. You got to pray in the Holy Ghost. At least an hour a day, or what? And when you have opportunity, extended time, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. That's not building up yourself in your most holy faith. Amen, amen. And you're getting ready to you charge at some of those strong. You put put on the whole armor of God to go after those strongholds. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to dissolving emotional response to old memory to make room for your inheritance. See that? Okay. So, but um, I want to point one thing out here real quickly in verse 6. Settle down. Just settle down, soul. God can accelerate this. Give us more time. How be it? <clears throat> we speak the wisdom among them that are perfect. Now, I want you to note that word perfect. Now, did we remember that the inheritance he's given to you is among those that are sanctified or made holy? What is that? The soul being sanctified or recreated in the image of the express image of Jesus Christ and his inheritance. So see, your soul is being, you're recreating your soul, literally. See? God has given you recreative ability. (laughs) You're like God. You're creating a soul world that's just like heaven. <laughs> but look here. We speak wisdom among those that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to bankruptcy. So when you get a hold of these things, you are literally bankrupting the defeated devil. Okay? And it says... Among those that are perfect. Well, we've said that's mature and that's right. But what's, what's, what's mature about you? Being sanctified in your soul according to the inheritance that's reserved in heaven for you.
So in Paul, because you got to know where Paul's coming from when he says perfect. New creation and new creation's inheritance. You are already sanctified in your spirit when you're born again, made holy. Now you're doing that for your soul. So holiness, supernatural who you are, right living. See, it's a lifestyle. Heard that Wednesday. It's a lifestyle. Walking in your supernatural supply system of your new inheritance. You say, this sounds so far out. Yes, God's far out. Anybody knows that yet? <laughs> he chose you, okay? <laughs> he chose me. Far out. <laughs> you enter into the rest, okay? That doesn't mean you rest from the word. No, that means you rest in the word. God will give you more strategies how to get more word. Okay? So, this word perfect we want to pick up over here in Galatians. Now, remember what is Galatians chapter 3. Whee! Hallelujah. I may get you all standing and stretching here in just a little bit. <laughs> oh, we'll see what God's doing. We have fun with him. Okay. Foolish Galatians. <clears throat> chapter 3. Who's bewitched you? So, there it is. The devil using some kind of smoke screen slithering in into the soul world trying to put a tourniquet on your soul with emotional response to old memory. Okay? But Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh and he hath nothing in me. Nothing in no... um, uh, bad memories, and he would have pretty a, a lot of opportunity. <laughs> but no, <clears throat> he cast all the care, you know. God had his pen. All right. Uh, that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes, because he was trying to tell them, look, this is not you. This is a spirit that has come in with some kind of grief, Lack or slumber or something to put a tourniquet because that's the force behind a religion. So many Christians will be all excited about God and what God says and the promises and they get to a comfortable place. And here comes, you know, the attack of the enemy or the bewitching of, you know, deceptions and, and uh, uh, religion. Creeps in, but not here. Say, not here. Not here. Thank you. Okay, this only, what I learned from you, receive you the Spirit by the works of the law. Did you work something out? Send some kind of special thing you did to get born again? To talk God into getting you born again? You know, to try to receive the Holy Ghost. What did you do? You received. Okay? But now watch this in verse 3. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, born again? Right. Okay? 
having begun in the spirit, new creation, express image of Jesus Christ, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Trying to work something out about that new house. Trying to work something out about that new. Trying to work this out. Trying to work too. I'm sorry. I just can't come to church because, you know, I'm worried. i got to work an extra job to pay this debt and to pay. When at church is the very place you receive that impartation, dissolve those emotional response, those bad memories, and step into supernatural supply. So what's perfect? Walking in your inheritance. See? It's your inheritance. Remember the two things. Well, you're walking in more of it than you realize, really, if you're tithers, and you are. See? Because the windows of heaven are open over you. And if you look back, you know a whole lot more now than you did even just uh, two days ago. Because <laughs> you come in this place, and you're hearing from heaven, and you're determined to get your word to come change your life and empower you to be a doer of the word. You can't do this word in your own strength. You've got to access the grace. Say, Father, I'm doing this with you. Thank you for grace. Glory to God. I receive the grace that's on that word that Pastor uh, Jonathan just preached. I receive that. That's who I am. Glory to God. I am that. Say, when he says, be strong and of a good courage. You say, glory to God. I'm strong and of a good courage. I may not feel like it, but that's what I am because he said it. I receive that. See? You receive it and start talking, to, telling your soul that's who you are. You, t- you get your soul renewed because that's who you are. Man, I'm kind of shy. I'm never, you know, can't uh, share Jesus like other people. And uh, Shut up, soul. That's not you. I don't see shy in the word. So that can't be you. That has to be the previous resident. It was kicked out, crucified in Christ, gone, dead, buried, dead to sin. But you just still got some emotional response to that bad memory. And you attack it and you say, I'm bold as a lion. Glory to God, that's not me, I'm dead to that. That's not me, I'm dead to that. I cast that down in the name of Jesus. I don't feel, oh, and that's not me, nope, nope. Ah, it's not me, I'm bold, I'm bold, I'm bold. And what if it takes a week or two? Well, that time's going to pass anyway. If you'd been working on it a week or two before, you'd already be there. See how the devil tries to put those thoughts? You've been thinking that's you. No, it's a devil. Bew has bewitched you, he says. Okay? All right, now watch this. Are you ready for verse 4? Do we know what perfect is now? Are you made perfect? Are you uh, walking or manifesting your inheritance by the flesh? 
trying to work it out yourself so that God's resting? As long as you're working on this thing and trying to work it out yourself, God's resting. Amen? Okay, now what's it say in verse 4? Have you suffered so many things? Have you been pressing through? Have you been a declaring the word? Have you been praising God? Have you been praying? Have you been doing the works of the Lord? Have you been tithing and giving? Glory to God beyond your own ability to do that. In vain. You're giving, you're giving, you're giving. And then you're trying to work something out to pay. It's in vain. That's good. <laughs> you didn't go through all that in vain, did you? Are you possessing? Are you pursuing? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Sevenfold return. Are you kidding me? Glory to God. I'm taking over. Not keeping me from my inheritance. No. You understand that? Okay. So we're not going to settle for anything less than heaven on earth and our inheritance, supernatural supply in this natural realm. Oh, I've been suffering for Jesus. <clears throat> well, let's get Jesus some glory. Let's put it, you know. <laughs> Instead of that religious pride. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's a spirit of grief, folks. See? Am I right about it? Okay, we better, not, we better move on here. All right, so you see that. And we're to operate now. Now I get to my message. <laughs> Woo! Come on. Agalia O. Agalia O. Go to First Corinthians. <clears throat> no, really, this won't take very long. It's be good. <laughs> First Corinthians. And we want to go to chapter 10. <clears throat> and it says let's go to verse 13 yes. don't be reading ahead of me <clears throat> now temptation is not from God James in chapter 1, he says uh, that God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. So we must be talking about the soul. Because I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ far above all principality and power. So we're talking about the soul being drawn away or quitting this staying protected by me. I'm protecting my soul from being drawn down into the darkness of the uh, natural realm and natural ways of thinking. 
Now, after you've worked this a while, you're going to be able to recognize the flow of thoughts in your soul, whether they're spiritual or whether they're natural. There's a flow in, this, in, this, in the soul world. And if you just stop right now and listen to what's happening in your soul, hopefully it's all about two things. <laughs> new creation and new creation inheritance. And I'm determined to dissolve those emotional responses of bad memories. I'll not be held back by the previous resident and his covenant with the devil, with hell. No. Sanctified soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The negative natural flow is not from heaven. It's from hell. I'm talking about flow. <clears throat> I'm not talking about, you know, getting some information to people or whatever. I'm talking about the flow. Constantly thinking about, figuring out what to do, what's happening here, what that person said. See? Got it? <clears throat> so that's what he's talking about, a temptation to allow your soul to be drawn down into natural flow-mindedness. Is that clear? Because that's vitally important. Okay? And he goes on and he says, it's common. It's a bunch of common thought processes. But see, you're not common. You are not common being in this church. In this assignment. <laughs> no, nothing common about you. <clears throat> it's common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. Because he's put in you. You are the express image of Jesus Christ. You're seated in heavenly places in Christ. You have his word. And by the grace of God, your soul can stay. You can, you can, you can deliver your soul, see. But you thought that that soul was who you are. So you think you're confused, you're under the circumstances, you're being distracted, you, you, you. Don't call yourself your soul. Wow. That's, That's not you. That's good. The righteousness of God is never confused. The righteousness of God is not distracted. But it's been covered up by darkness when you allow your soul to go there. See? Don't think this, don't, see, I pick up, you pick up on thoughts. Don't think this is too hard. Grace. You weren't supposed to figure out how to do this in your own strength. <laughs> I'm doing this with you, Lord. Thank you for grace. All right. 
Make a way, let's see, with the temptation, also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Okay, now, did we discuss with the three things that Pastor Kim, when she uh, <clears throat> uh, made a show of the devil openly, tribulated the devil, you know, tramped on him, you know, and just uh, uh, kept her soul in the, in, in, above, in the place of, of um, to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Okay, I don't hear anything about the devil there, okay? See? So he can't get in there unless you allow your soul to think on the things of this natural realm, the common, okay? And so she came back and she said three things. <clears throat> Y'all are listening. <laughs> you remember. Joy. You, 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 uh, yeah. And uh, what was the second thing? Here. Hear the voice of God. Well, Pastor, I don't hear the voice. That's why you don't hear. Because you have received that by faith. It, that's what the devil said, that you don't hear. No, I hear the voice of God all the time. We commune and fellowship together. He's my constant companion, my intimate friend and my companion. Hallelujah. I flow with God all the time. I'm totally yield, I'm yielded to the, uh, my soul is yielded to God. See, you say these things before it's manifested. You realize you have to receive everything from heaven. You receive it by faith before it's in manifestation. Otherwise, you get all the glory instead of God. Huh? Right? And so what was the uh, third thing? Joy, hearing the voice of God, and building your faith. See? Keep getting, getting more word. And God will give you strategies of how to get more word, more word, more word. Right? Okay. So <clears throat> those common things. Now we're going to go over to chapter 6 uh, of Romans and really uh, hit this. Okay? Well, and I'll have to, I'll, okay, let's, let's do this. Chapter 6 of Romans, and let's go, this whole chapter, you read chapter 6 of Romans with where Paul's coming from, the two things, okay? And let God reveal it to you, because you can't get it in your own strength. You're going to access the grace to hear. But now he says, now, if we be dead with Christ, okay, now you are in the process of uh, melting and destroying those emotional responses to bad memory or any kind of memory that's not from God. Well, you know, we kind of get together and tell all our stories and we laugh about it. And uh, Is that from God? Huh? Huh? Well, that, that, that makes us feel good. If it's not from God, it's hindering who you are having expression in your soul. See? You understand? So these strongholds can, some of them can feel good. 
old ball games or old, you know, <clears throat> things. Well, you know, we just uh, get together every once in a while and we just talk about what we did back. Hey, that's not me. I'm dead to that. 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 <laughs> so you read this whole chapter, but it says this. Verse, let's just, uh, okay. Verse, oh, glory to God, is this good? Knowing this, verse 6, knowing this, that your old man, old woman, is crucified with him. That previous resident is crucified. That the body of sin. Now, wait a minute. The body. You know you have a spiritual body. You have a physical body. But you have a soul body. The body of sin is the, the old, the soul that was created... In the image of the previous resident. So that that body of sin might be destroyed. You are a new creation. The express image, the righteousness of God, sons and daughters of God. So that you might recreate your soul. Destroy the body of sin. And recreate the body of righteousness in your soul. That's good. That's good. Now it'll have an effect on your physical body. You know, you're, uh, I'm walk, walk, working on about my uh, <clears throat> seventh or uh, skeletal system. Every bone in your body is actively recreating and recreating and renewing. And some people say seven years, some say 15, so I split it. I say every 10 years, you, you're every, every bone in your body is totally new. You got new bones. He said he'll guide you continually, satisfy your soul in drought, and make strong your bones. Osteo who? That's not me. I'm dead to that. That's not me. I'm dead to that. <laughs> I'm a new creation. Spirit, soul, and body. I got to tell a testimony here. All right. You know, I desire his word more than my necessary food, okay? So just cast down those thoughts of, of eating lunch. No, <laughs> In seven to ten days, every single cell, skin cell, in your whole body is replaced. In three to four days... Every cell in your intestinal tract, all the way down, is totally replaced. Three to four days. Somebody having problems with some kind of intestinal problem, and it goes further, 
than three or four days. I'm, I'm talking natural. Then there's something in the soul, a stronghold in the soul with some emotional response that the devil's able to squeeze to keep the intestinal tract from renewing, rejuvenating, restoring like it was created to restore. Blood. You want to know something about blood? Every, uh, in 120 days from now, every blood cell in your body will be totally new and restored as it, from the, as if, (laughs) flesh fresher than a child's. If there's no soul hindrances. By emotional response to old memory. That the body of sin, old, put off the old man. And it's emotional responses of old memory. And put on the new. Okay, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) My dear husband. (laughs) <laughs> no, this is a funny one. He laughs about it, okay? Okay. Because <laughs> he's participating, okay? <laughs> now, we're working on something. Notice I said we. we. <laughs> I'm working on me. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, <clears throat> hey, uh, in the old man used to play football, okay? Now, his dad moved to heaven when he's 12, so now he's looking for some kind of father image, and he's not born again at that age, okay? He wasn't born again till he was 20-something, seven, six, something like that. Anyway, point is, so he's got to get image. Not being born again, we got to look to the world to get some kind of image, so I'm an athlete, you know, what they call athletes, jocks. I thought, that's stupid. Who would want to be called a jock? <laughs> that's got to be like, duh. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so he, <laughs> so football, okay, football. Football. And you know how they do in football. Oh, they got to get all their ankles all taped up. And they got to have all this and all this equipment. Glory to God. I want to look super, superhuman. Glory to God. Well, he ended up with hurting his ankle, you know, spraining it really bad. Had trouble with it. And so we've been working the word on this ankle, and I help him, I massage him, and I go, in the name of Jesus, get out. <laughs> Work it. <laughs> and of course, uh, if, but <clears throat> um, as I've been, you know, was helping him with that, he said, stop. I said, what? He said, your fingernails are piercing into my foot. I said, look, I don't have those long, you know, fingernails that, like, that's, it's not me. I'm not doing that. 
Oh, yes, you are. It feels like knives piercing. I said, that's not me. I said, it's a devil. <laughs> now, we went on like that for a little while, okay? And I, you know, I just have to back off. And finally, one day, we're not backing off this time. <laughs> and I had a hold of that foot, and he's back in his, like, you know, his, uh, what do they call that? Platform stride. Now, this is a, this is a platform rocker. Okay? And I'm massaging. He said, stop. I said, no. I said, it's a devil. Come out of there now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke. Go. He's, and he kicked his foot because like a knife. Feels like a knife digging into his foot. He kicked, kicked his foot just out of response. And he goes, flip. <laughs> that whole platform rocker flipped over. He's on his back. And the pain leaves. <laughs> I still had a hold of that foot. <laughs> and, uh, and he looks up and these big eyes like that. He said, it was a devil. And I'm telling you, his heart was wide open to God. And God immediately spoke into his heart that Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And he started working that because that devil's not coming back. Let me take you over to, uh, are we in the midst of something here? Yeah, we are, but we're coming right back to that. Luke in chapter, Luke. 1124. <clears throat> we'll order some pizza or something, okay? It's okay. <laughs> Look here. Verse 24. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walks through dry places seeking rest. See? And finding none, he says, I will return unto what? Are we talking spiritual? No. Are we talking physical? Well, maybe. The soul body. He wants to, he has, he's, he has spent, some of y'all, a long time building his house in your soul with all kinds of natural memory and understanding that has emotion to it where he's found a good resting place where he can just come and go I'm talking to me you know we, we all in this together okay I'm not talking about demonic possession I'm talking about strongholds that provide a resting he's looking for rest a rest. See, those strongholds are a nest, see, that's got some emotional response where he can uh, control. He's controlled whole nations this way, folks. But not me. Say, not me. I'm dead to that. <laughs> you got to get real mad. 
like this one person I was <clears throat> talking to, they were having trouble uh, 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 pornography and stuff like that. I said, you're lying with devils. And they said, what? I said, yeah. Well, that, it just, that devil, that stronghold left like that. Amen. See, when you realize when it's totally demonic, it's demonic. see, who has bewitched you? In your soul, not you. Okay? So <clears throat> he starts, he immediately, because this devil's not coming back. See, when the spirit's cast out and people don't uh, recreate their soul, they don't get rid of those nests, they don't get rid of those emotional response, then what the defeated devil has created in, that, in the body of that soul, he says, hey, I'm going to go back to my house. So he comes back to his house, and it hadn't changed any. He didn't destroy the house. He didn't put off the old man. See? And built up, you know, uh, I love the, where it says, be transformed by the renovation. Renovation means you tear it down and then you build up what's comfortable for God instead of what's comfortable for devils. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> okay, now we're not, we're not through with this testimony. The best part is yet to come. Hilarious. You thought that was funny. Watch this. So the man of God, it was a devil. Caused a spirit of pain. Felt like knife in his flesh. And as soon as we rebuke that thing and cast it out, the pain left. And he's now working this word. That Jesus washed my feet. Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Jesus, you talk, that's humbling. Yes. When you start talking something, Jesus has washed your feet. Now watch. On the other foot, he had, <clears throat> I guess it was a callus. Those of you who have worked construction or something where you had to wear boots all the time and you uh, sometimes would get a callus on a part of your foot or something and, and have to you know, trim it off a little every once in a while because it would you know, be, be painful trying to work. And, and, and he worked, uh, Rock, he was, uh, uh, worked as a stonemason for 20 years before. But see, that was 20-some years ago. But he still had that callus on his foot because he remembered it. A memory stronghold of that identity. Wrong identity. Say wrong identity. The emotional responses to thinking that's who he still was was holding on and maintaining that 
callous on, and, and he'd have me cut it off, you know, because I'm a doctor, so, so I can trim it. I did one time, he, he had a cut, did something, I don't know what it was, broke something, landed on your foot, big gash, gash in your foot. So I just got my needle and thread and just, <laughs> we're not going to the emergency room for that. <laughs> bite, your bite the bullet, right? <laughs> Okay, but I don't have any more emotional response to that, okay? <laughs> but because he's confessing this word, Jesus, wash my feet. Seven, now he already, we cursed it, we believed we received, you know, that thing gone. Seven days. Um, what's the lifespan of a cell? Seven to 10 days, I said. Seven days, that thing was totally gone. Yes. Totally gone. Look, because the interference to that thing being healed was removed, cast out. See? And he's been, and <clears throat> so... And he said, look, that's go I, you know, I didn't pay any attention to it much. No, he said, no, no, really, really, look, look, seven days. So your body is created to rejuvenate. And with a perfectly innocent conscience and your soul body created in his image, which is who you are, then your flesh can be fresher than a child's. I got that hope. I confess that every day. See? Is that too, is that too far out? No. We serve a far out God. We got proof that that skin wanted to rejuvenate, wanted to restore, wanted to be like God created it to be. But it couldn't because there was a hindrance in the soul body that kept that thing there. Holding it there. we got to go to Romans 6, and then I'm going to give you some more testimony, and we're going to have to. <clears throat> when Pastor Kim said what she said, she was speaking out of her office in the dispensation of grace that had been given to her to go through the gates or step in that water and, and now see the floodwaters backing off to where you can go through in that grace. Yes, there it is. There it is. Keep your soul. That was a, that was a, that's powerful. Okay, we're in Romans 6, now look. <clears throat> okay. Now if we be dead with Christ, okay, we're in Romans 6. Uh, we did verse 6, didn't we? 
Knowing this, that our old man crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Do you have an understanding what dead to sin is now? Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> See? And I'm talking about no response to natural information anymore. See? The sin realm is the natural flow of thoughts and thinking, ways of thinking. Okay? Now, <clears throat> so it says that himself bore our sin in his own body on the tree, so that we being dead to sin, the body of sin destroyed, might live unto righteousness. If we're living unto righteousness, our inheritance is manifesting in the natural realm now. And by his stripes, you were healed. That thing on his other foot was healed, but he had to be dead to that sin way of thinking, natural thinking, see? And that devil gone, <laughs> and I'm not saying he was demon-possessed or anything, but the way of thinking. I'm a stonemason. No, you're a man of God, the righteousness of God, a new creation. Hallelujah. It's not who you are, it's what you were um, graced to do for a season. See? You can't identify with, see, because... Remember the identity thing? He was good at that. Okay? Temptation to identify that's who I am. See? In seven days, the lifespan of a skin cell, it was gone. <clears throat> okay? Now we, now let's see, where are we? Let's go on down. For if we're dead, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now that sin, just think of it as that natural realm that tries to dominate you through your soul way of thinking. <clears throat> now if we be dead with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Okay? <clears throat> Death has no more dominion over him. Old memory strongholds have no more dominion over you. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. Who are you identifying with? Jesus, not the old man, old woman. But in that he lives, he lives unto God. Now watch verse 11. Likewise. Do you know what likewise means? E equal to. Equal to exactly the same. Identifying with that yourself. How? By this confession. Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Or any kind of, you know, uh, some type of, of addiction, a smoking habit, you know, a sugar addiction. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
slap you. Okay. I'm just talking about natural mindedness. The sin realm. Sickness has no more lack. See? No more dominion over you. But the body of sin to be destroyed. All right? How are you going to do that? It says, reckon, likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed to that. Whatever that stronghold that has emotional response to it, that you have to say, no, that's not me. I'm dead to that. That's not me. I'm dead. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that's who you are. But alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So you go back here in verse 9. Knowing that I, put your name in there. Put yourself in that place right there. Because we're about to get rid of some emotional response to strongholds. I, being raised from the dead. You're raised from the dead. you know that? You were raised with Christ. And seated in heavenly places in Christ. You're raised from that <clears throat> death realm. <clears throat> Dies no more. Death or that natural stronghold or those emotions from that old memory. You have to say it before it happens. You got to receive it before it manifests. You have to take authority with your mouth and recreate your soul and say, no, devil, you'll not have my soul. This soul belongs to me, and it belongs to God, and I am recreating this soul in the image of Jesus Christ. Knowing that Christ, being I, being raised from the dead, I die no more. Death has no more dominion over me. For in that I died, I died unto that sin, that sickness, that sugar, that... Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Well, I'm just saying. We got to go on, folks. We got to get on with our inheritance for the body of Christ. Glory to God. There's nothing that will have dominion over me. Why? Because I'm dead to it. Crucified in Christ. <laughs> Death has no more. You name it. Put whatever you are determined to get rid of that. It doesn't matter about feelings. You got to get on it with your words and destroy the feelings. That's not me. I'm dead to that. Look here. you got to go get in here and do this over and over and over again. <clears throat> For in that I died, I died once to that stronghold. Emotional response. But in that I live, I live. My soul lives unto God. 
This is what God says about me. You get scripture on it. You gird up the loins of your mind, glory to God, and hope to the end, hallelujah, for this to be manifested in your soul made. You are creating your soul in the very express image of Jesus Christ when you're doing this. Is that too, is that just too, God's a far out God, remember? I'm just reading scripture now. You tell me if I, you, you, you got to remember what, what, where Paul's coming from. He wants these people to, anointed spit. He wants these people to <laughs> manifest their inheritance so they can be perfected, not by the flesh, but by the spirit. By the resurrection power of God that's going to manifest your inheritance in this natural realm. Paul saw it so clearly. And he's preaching it. So reckon yourselves. But in that I I live, I live unto God. Mm -hmm. You can't manifest that without your soul being recreated in his image. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You take this scripture right here. That's not me. I'm dead to that. Well, who are you? You got to have scripture on who you are. Because you get rid of, uh, you know, the emotion but you don't replace it with anything. He come back to his house because he still recognizes those strongholds that he created, he built with the help of the previous resident. Am I right about it? So this word is who you are. And you create your soul, you are literally recreating your soul to be the, in the image of Jesus Christ, sanctifying your soul with who you are in Christ. Has nothing to do with feelings, nothing to do with where, you know, your past. See, that's what we're, we're getting rid of. See? <clears throat> I'm going to give you one more testimony, and then I'll let you go. Because I want you to be ready for tomorrow. And uh, there's lots of testimonies. But this one's coming up, and so... (laughs) He's preaching too. (laughs) We minister together, right? (laughs) Right. I'm laughing. <laughs> Watch this. <clears throat> oh, boy, maybe tomorrow. Okay. So, <clears throat> we're getting ready to go to Minnesota to visit our elder son and his children. Remember? Little Fantley, the Agaliao kid, right? Three years old. Now he's seven. That was seven years ago. But anyway, so uh, Pastor uh, Philip 
he's working on, you know, he's, he's uh, uh, called me about 5 o'clock on a Tuesday evening. And, and he had told us as a church, because we got a church full of preachers. If y'all watched any of that preachathon, it's powerful. And <clears throat> he said, y'all, be ready because, uh, you know, I might just, God might punch the button. He might speak something to me. And I'm going to obey God. And so 5 o'clock, Tuesday afternoon, our, our midweek service is on Tuesday, okay? So he calls me at 5 o'clock and says, uh, Liz, he calls me Liz. Everybody else calls me Pastor Elizabeth, okay? And he, he made a point of that. <laughs> he says, Liz, he said, uh, actually, I think he te just texted to me. He said, you're preaching tonight. I said, oh, Okay. That's not me. You haven't done that. That's not me. <laughs> and so I'd already been meditating on this thing about winning the battle in the unseen realm. And, oh, glory to God. I would love to go there. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, <clears throat> so... At the same time, and we're supposed to leave Wednesday the next day to go to fly to Rochester. Fantley, in the middle of the night, something hit his ankle. And that ankle literally froze. Middle of the night, I'm working that thing and my, it is frozen. It's not a natural thing at all. <clears throat> well, he comes home from uh, working at the church. He said, said, Elizabeth, I don't know. I don't know if I can go to church. I can hardly even, you know, how can I even get dressed? I've got a, uh, this ankle is just, and we're hitting it, you know, taking authority. Lord God, thank you, Lord. We're redeemed from the curse by your stripes. We were healed. He bore that sickness, carried that pain. Hallelujah. Uh, <clears throat> he sent his word and healed me. Healing's the children's bread. We're just healing, hitting this, okay? But I got to get ready to preach because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to preach at 7, right? And so, <clears throat> so he's still hitting. I said, well, you know, live stream. So I go and preach what he's experiencing. And I'm preaching when in the battle in the unseen realm. <clears throat> I've got so much to share with you guys. <laughs> but <clears throat> uh, so I'm preaching that about, uh, you know, demonic influence and, and how when you, when you defeat that, the spirit that's behind the problem, the spirit that's behind the strife, the spirit that's behind uh, the problems at the workplace, the spirit that's behind, you know, the, that family member being goofy and saying goofy things about God. Now, you, you beat the spirit that's behind that. Okay? And, of course, we saw that with the testimony of the foot. Right? And so, 
So I come home, and we're working this thing. I mean, frozen. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, animals don't do that. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he goes, so um, even got up in the middle of the night, still working this thing. We're supposed to fly out Wednesday. Well, we canceled our flight, obviously. He said, I just don't. I even got a, uh, borrowed a walker from him, for him so he could at least, you know, get to the bathroom or whatever, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so woke up the next morning, and here comes the total darkness because the devil's coming in for the kill, right? And he's bringing total darkness in his soul, total hopelessness. You're always going to be like this. You'll never be able to walk again. This is, this is the end. You can't, Lottie, you know, every wicked thing you can think of. Total darkness. Well, he starts shouting. Because, and, and what came to me, I could feel that spirit of grief. Try and have dominion. Not in our house. Glory to God. Trying to have dominion. And so, and then I said, Lord, uh, Psalm 47. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a shout of triumph, right? Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And so we, he starts shouting. I'm shouting glory to God. And we start shouting together and praising. And I'm talking about shouting. I'm talking about I refuse fear. I refuse lack. I refuse pain. I rebuke you fair. Up right from here. I rebuke you strike. You bind you devil from hell. I rebuke you pain. I rebuke you grave. Bind you grave. Out of here, grief, you have no place. I give you no place. He gave his back to the smiters and his blood covers me. Glory to shouting the victory. I felt the atmosphere shift. I said, Fantley, how, how are things going? He said, I can see a little ball of light. I said, okay, let's keep shouting. We stayed shouting and praising, and pretty soon that ball of light just took over his soul, and he saw our supernatural inheritance reserved in heaven for us, going from total hopelessness to no limit, a lively hope. No limit. So he went back to get in his comfortable chair. <laughs> and he put his foot up on his, uh, you know, uh, stool or whatever. And he starts doing this. He starts uh, going, doing this. And he's just talking to me about, you know, what he's been seeing and, and how the inheritance that we... And, and he, I said, look at that. That... Ankle is not frozen anymore. He used that walker for less than 24 hours, and that ankle totally free. He said, well, I'm going to get dressed and go to work. <laughs> totally gone. Totally gone. Because of rebuking that spirit that had risen up, see, trying to use all this stuff as a smoke screen. 
See, anything in the natural realm could be a smoke screen for a devil to sneak in and try to, uh, try to stir up some emotion. Okay? But you see, defeating your battle is not flesh and blood. It's not that person at work that's been persecuting you. Say, so you just start laughing and go after the spirit that's behind that. See? See? And they won't have any strength to persecute you with because all the thoughts that were coming into their mouth that they were speaking out were coming from the devil. And you defeat that spirit and take authority over that. Get them free. Hallelujah. And tell them, I love you. And you give them something. Glory to God. I tell you what, gift makes room for the giver. Amen. They get free. They get healed. They come into this church, start manifesting their uh, inheritance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to start where we left out, left off, because I got to give you. Uh, uh, <laughs> can I? Can I have ten more minutes? You can have as much time as you want. Is anybody? Can I just have ten minutes? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Will you go to First Samuel chapter Absolutely. thirty? Does anybody need to stand up and stretch and do a little agalia-o or something, you know? Feel free. Kind of do, you know. Charlotte's doing this. <laughs> Why don't we all stand up just for a minute? Is that okay? Is that okay? And just kind of, woo, I'm receiving from heaven. Hallelujah. Are you seeing how to go, how to attack those? Are you seeing how to attack those strongholds? Are you going after it? Are you determined? Even tears running down your face, but you're saying, that's not me. I'm dead to that. I cast that down. I'm a new creation. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a new. No, I'm dead to that. That's not me. I'm dead to that. That's not me. I'm dead to that. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm a new creation. Okay, 1 Samuel chapter 30, and I'll get you out before noon. 30. Chapter 30. 30, I'm sorry. Misspoke. 1 Samuel. Now, what's going on? Do you remember that David was anointed king several years before this? Saul has been after him to kill him. But now Saul, and David doesn't know this, Saul is in the battle that's going to kill Saul and his sons. Okay? A spirit of religion, a spirit of grief, has been controlling that nation of Israel through King Saul. Okay, this is real important, America. So that spirit is trying, so Saul is coming to an end. But that spirit still wants to control that nation. And it is afraid of David. Because David has already been anointed king. 
but he'll not touch God's anointed. He's not going to take the pen away from God. He's given it to God. He's entered into the rest, obeying God, that God is doing this thing, not me. He's had several opportunities to work it out in his own strength. But what, you know what would happen? Then that spirit would occupy uh, and control David. Because he was acting out of the flesh instead of casting the care on the Lord. Okay? So now he's about to enter into the battle of his life. But it's not a physical battle. Okay? And he is, and right before... Coming into the destiny that God has ordained him for. He doesn't know Saul is is about to be killed, if not already. Which as soon as Saul is killed, the people are going to look to David... To be the king. It's what he's anointed for. It's what God's will is. It's his destiny to be the seed of Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So let's, uh, with understanding that, let's look at this story and I'll be through In just a few minutes. (laughs) And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag. This is their hangout for now. On the third day. See, there's a third day again. Some kind of resurrection power is going to manifest here. That the Amalekites had invaded the south. Not just, they weren't just after Ziglag. They were doing a sweep of all the southern uh, uh, towns and, and kingdoms and things. Had invaded, and Ziglag, and smitten Ziglag, and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captive and were, uh, uh, that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men were out, okay? And they had come back. They came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and daughters were taken captive. Major smokescreen. Major smokescreen for a devil to sneak in and control this situation. Because that devil's afraid. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, uh, <clears throat> encouraged or put those thoughts in the Amalekites' heads to, to attack Ziglag anyway. Because the devil's afraid of David. He's losing his, his um, king that was in covenant with him. Saul has made a covenant with uh, death. He's in agreement with hell. 
And so he's controlling that whole nation through this king. Okay? And now he's being killed, uh, receiving the fruit, the harvest of the seed he's sown. So the devil's got to find somebody else to control. So he can maintain control of that nation because he knows the Messiah is coming from that nation. Okay? So it says, So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, their daughters were taken captive. Man, that is smoke screen city. To yield to something that's unholy. Get back at them. We want to take, we're going to get vengeance in this. We're going to do, look what happens. Then David and this people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Is that a spirit? I'm talking, this is a demonic, this isn't just crying. This is a demonic Spirit of grief that has come in to control this whole army. And David's two wives are taken captive, Ahimelam, Jezreelists, all this, right? And David, verse 6, was greatly distressed because for... The people spoke of stoning David, these men that would lay down their lives to go into Bethlehem just because David said, oh, if I just would have a drink from the well of Bethlehem. And they, they risked their lives to go into the midst of the enemy's camp to get a cup of water and take it out there for David. And David said, this is the blood of my men that have given their lives to do what I, the desire of my heart. And he poured it out as a precious drink offering before God because he couldn't drink it. It was holy water. These are the men that, that were all in debt and distress and disgusted. And he raised them up as mighty man. And he prayed and he, he, he imparted his vision and his purpose into their lives. And they were, uh, they were so thankful they would lay down their lives for him and surround him and not let him, uh, not a soul of his foot would, would be tripped on any. I mean, he would not stop. He had these mighty men around him. But a spirit is stronger than willpower. A spirit is stronger than emotion. A spirit is stronger than thoughts. A spirit is stronger than just willpower strength. It had to be something spiritual. And these men now are stalking of stone in him because they're so overcome with this darkness of a spirit of grief. They can't even see what's right. And David, in the midst of this, 
He doesn't know Saul's being killed. He doesn't know this is, he's stepping, that's the right on the brink of destiny and be in a position where the glory could minister to his people, where he would bring the Ark of the Covenant and put it in what's called the Tabernacle of David, where they could have praise and worship going 24-7, and the blessing would flow out of that, where there was no condemnation because the praise and the worship was constantly going. No condemnation in that whole nation. And they would be a nation set apart unto God. Hallelujah. All that is at risk. Spirit of grief. Now watch. David was greatly distressed. The people spake of stoning him, verse 6. Because the soul of all the people were grieved. Every man for his sons, for his daughters. But David... He practiced this on the back, for, the back forty, <laughs> with psalms, worshiping the Lord. He had prepared the Holy Ghost had prepared him for this moment by denying taking care of something in his own strength and waiting on the anointing and waiting on God and preparing. And filling himself up through the will of God and knowing God. And, and now in the midst of all this distress and total darkness coming into the atmosphere. The prince of the power of the air is taken over. And even the people talking, speaking, saying, stone David, it's his fault. He encouraged himself. He started praising and worshiping. How do you think he got to where he could dance before the Lord violently? He learned about the agalia oh back then. Hallelujah. Woo! Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're my source, my destiny, my Alpha and Omega, beginning in an author and finisher of my faith. Hallelujah. It's in you that I live and move and have my being. You're my all in all. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. Hallelujah. You created me for your plan and purpose. We don't know how long he did that. One time when the elder, there's a lot of testimonies, but he, he made it into the hospital. <laughs> and uh, I came home, but I knew the atmosphere wasn't right. I started shouting and praising and magnifying the Lord and accessing that grace to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Glory to God. And I had to be at least two or three hours. I don't care. What does that matter? We're going for something. Finally, the peace. God comes into that atmosphere. I'm getting in bed about one o'clock in the morning. And I heard this. Friend. 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 
Because God wanted to do something for him. And it wasn't me. It was the grace. See? Guess what? Friends do favors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David encouraged himself in the Lord, and he wouldn't stop until he and the Holy Spirit and the grace. Well, actually, it didn't operate in grace in the Old Testament, did it? But the mantle that he was operating in, he took that. He did. He asked for the ephod. And he took that, and he changed the whole atmosphere of that whole place where he says, see, where moments before they were so weak, being weakened by that spirit, shifted to, let's pursue. Went all night till they had pursued the enemy. But let's read just the next couple of, see? So when that spirit leaves, energy comes in. (laughs) I've just been so weak lately. Praise God. Hallelujah. Get rid of that spirit. Well, Pastor, you just think there's a devil behind every tree. No, there's probably two. Okay, he encouraged himself in the Lord, and David said to Abiathar, uh, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring hither the ephod. And uh, uh, Abiathar brought the heath, uh, ephod to David. David inquired, saying, shall I, see, even right now, he's still inquiring of the Lord, putting God first. Shall I pursue, and shall I overtake him? And God answered, and he said, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail. Why? Because he had already won the victory in the unseen realm. He already won Against the spirit that was behind all that. He'd already won against the enemy, which is the defeated devil. And what did they do? They just went in there. You know what? Not one of their wives, none of their children hurt. And they gathered up all the spoil. Not just what they had left, but all those cities that the Amalekites had been all over the south. And there was such an abundance in there. He was giving stuff all over the place to his friends and other people. I mean, why? Because he didn't win the battle in his own strength. He won the battle in the Lord. Hallelujah. And he built, he defeated that spirit behind it. But you're not going to just win the battle in the unseen. 
you're going to win the war and not the battle by destroying those strongholds. That's not me. I'm dead to that. I'm telling you, once you've manifested that once, it's addicting. And you just want to clear out your whole soul with any kind of old creation strongholds that has any more response to it because we're on assignment and we've got to do this for Jesus and the kingdom. Hallelujah! 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 Jesus! Come on, give God a great hand of praise today. Come on, come on, come on. Everybody, everybody, give God a great praise. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.